I'm here. Those videos are insane. They really are. It's because he's just he's just going stream of consciousness, which is always a bad idea. Yeah. If you've killed people. Transition, baby. That's how you do it at Tangents with Spencer Sellins. That's how you start a show. Cold. You start it cold. Did we start? Well, we started, man. Oh, shit. Wait, what? Wait, <laughs> what part did we start at? Just now. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, right. wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be like recording you, you know, as we were dressing. It was, that would just be uncouth of me. Yeah, I did. I, there was one episode of Stab where I was like talking with Jesse on the mic before we started the show. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, this is going in. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was just like asking you how you were doing. And yeah, I don't do a lot of podcasts. I think I've done maybe three in my entire life. Yeah, that's a, life. about as many as I found you on. I was trying to do, I I had a real, I, had, I didn't do any show prep for the, my last episode. Mm-hmm. And it it uh, it showed. Okay. <laughs> it was evident. Oh, wait, before I keep going, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> My guest today, <laughs> this other person that keeps talking, Benton Harshaw, local comedian. Uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Doing yeah. good. Good man. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you. You um you are the sunshine of my life. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna uh, listen to the other episodes to see if you tell other people that. Of course, of <laughs> course, I do. Okay. Of course I do. Everyone that comes on my podcast is the sunshine of my life temporarily. Okay. Like the sun, you are omnipresent right now. You rule my day, but eventually you will go. I see you twice a week. <laughs> I see you twice a week some weeks. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, some, I mean, hey, um, Lunas is coming back tomorrow. That's true. I'm going to be there. I'm yeah. Gonna, Three I'm go- times. I'm going to the beach, and then I'm going to come back and do Luna's. Oh, boy. You know, start, have a great day and end it just... Yeah, I like to tank my, I like to tank my days. Kind of like a set where you're, like, doing, you know, you're doing, like, tried and true stuff, mm-hmm. and then you're like, you know what? I'm doing so... I'll kill it on a new thing. I'll close on a new thing. And that's kind of what tomorrow's going to be. Definitely. Just, like, disappointment at the very end. Yeah. I'm actually really, I'm really excited for Luna's to come back. Me too. It's... It's it's challenging. Like I'm a, it's it for me. Like it's challenging, but it's good that it's challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I'm you know I'm a I'm a young comedian. I gotta I gotta be challenged more. Yeah, you gotta go to you know, go to all these cafe bar mics, for <sighs> yeah. Uh, you know, now you can do yeah. I guess you can do like thirty minutes of open mics, thirty or thirty five minutes of open mics in one week. Yeah, because we got Luna's is back. Then we got scoreboard on Monday, um, a comedy spot Tuesday. I don't remember what's the Wednesday. The Steves, which is the one in Davis. One in Davis. I go to that one because I live so close, and it feels. Oh, of course. There was the last week. There was last week. This past week, there were seven comics there, and there was three audience members. Nice. One was a girl who her car had broken down a block away mm-hmm. and had gotten towed 
and then she came to the pizza place to get a meatball sub to feel better. And then the open mic started as she was eating her own <laughs> her meatball sub. And uh, uh, that's just, I don't know, just kill yourself at that point. <laughs> like, as she sat down with the sub, David Rodriguez, like, pulled out the mic stand and microphone and was like, all right, we're going to get open mic started. And she was just, she was wearing like a, a Hunter S. Thompson style, like fisherman hat. Excellent. And she just like pulled it down on her eyes and kept eating the sandwich. Don't talk to me. I'm trying to have a moment. Yeah, she was, <clears throat> she was fun though. She was cool. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was paying attention for like the first two comics. And then she went back into clearly whatever, like, depressive fugue state she was in from her car breaking down yeah i mean she was a, an audience member at an open mic this, yeah <laughs> this is what happens oh and the other two audience members i asked them why they were there and they said uh that their son worked at the pizza place <laughs> they just like they came to support not even the con the waiter they came to support the waiter <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, you know, Arthur, the, the, not even so he's not even a comic. He's just slanging pizza. Yeah, I don't even think he was front of house. I think he was back of house. <laughs> he was back there, you know, with Sandy wipes and you know, <laughs> spitting on the grill. He, or he wasn't even there. Like, you know, our son made the dough this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our son was a prep cook. You'll see a, you know, there's little there's little tape with his initials on the ingredients. You know, that mango that mango salsa. At this pizza place, oddly Man- enough. The mango salsa? Yes, that mango salsa pizza place. It's chopped hand by hand by our, I mean, chef-like yeah. son. <laughs> our hungover son at 6 a.m. this morning. Hung- right? You know, hungover and on some of his, you know, younger brother's Adderall. He's yeah. gonna make. He's going to make those pizza doughs. Oh, man. I remember when I worked at Roundtable, my first job at Roundtable Pizza, the the guy who did the doughs in the morning because I don't know if you've ever worked in a pizza place they obviously I I worked as a li- I didn't work in a pizza place but I worked as a line cook mm-hmm. that was my last job line cook where uh, I worked for a vegan burger joint oh yes uh, that th- if you live in Sacramento it's not hard to guess which one it is mm-hmm. um, but yeah I worked there and I I was a line cook for my last like three months there. And, uh, yeah, I would do morning prep shifts of just, like, you know, someone drops off, like, two giant, ca- like, two industrial cases of lettuce. And they're like, all right, cut all of this lettuce. And it's just, I really liked it. It was really meditative and, like, okay, I'm just going to be, if I'm just, I can zone out and do this for an mm-hmm. hour while my manager turns on Thought Shit by Megan Lethe Stallion up yeah. on the radio. That that was I I prefer prep shifts more to I think anything I hated work I hated uh, lunch rushes and stuff oh I, had, I hated actual cooking fuck yeah man dude it's tough dude working in the kitchen man back of house and like when it's I mean prep work has its own difficulties but damn I didn't have, I I mean I worked at Red Robin but I was front of house and I did not envy the rushes because like. Dude, these guys were fucking dying back there. It was so fucking hot, dude. It's. I worked fryers. Mm-hmm. I worked fryers in you know 100. It's 108 outside. Oh, it's you know the fryers aren't that much hotter. <laughs> yeah, r- really. And I'm stuck between them with like no AC with like eight other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 
and uh yeah you could free we did this thing where you like take a you take one of the the rags that we use and you like you i i think you just put it in water and you would throw it in the free the fry freezer at the very bottom and uh it was like for some reason it passed sanitation rules i remember i remember a manager was like yeah that's fine like that's not breaking any rules but it's like you'd freeze them and then you'd put them on the back of your neck Really? So you didn't, cause I, I almost got, I, I got heat exhausted like three times there and I would just, Damn. I just went home to like make love to my AC unit and just like, just, just spoon it. Yeah. Honestly, just ice water and then just sticking my face in it and then passing out and right. throwing up and oh, getting back. Man. I've had 1450, 1450 plus tips. 1450 plus, ah, that, that is, you were being overpaid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying just, just as a baseline as a comedian. I mean, I'm assuming that none of us do our actual job well. I th- I thought I did it okay. I thought I was okay at it. I mean, you are probably the most level-headed, sane comedian in in the lo- I mean, I mean I mean that genuinely as a, and as a compliment. Like you seem to have a good head on your shoulders. Your parents, I'm assuming, did a pretty good job. They did, yeah. They did a good job. Yeah, they're still doing a good job as I live with them, and it's true. <laughs> they're still, you know, so they're 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 working overtime at the moment mm-hmm. uh, on the whole parenting gig. Right. Wait. Did they just have like another kid? Uh, no. They. My sister just moved out, so mm. it's just twenty-two-year-old me living with my parents. Back to the grind. Yeah, that's it, how they're feeling. Yeah, it's. Well, it's they're great roommates. I mean, I got drunk with my mom and watched Seinfeld last night. Nice. Like my dad and I play ping pong drunk. It's a lot of drinking with them. Okay. Um, they're not. <laughs> they don't shy away from booze. Yeah. Um, they're not like alcoholics or anything, but like, but they're fun. They're mm-hmm. they're they're not like you know. You can move that that that, that wire. You can like drape it on the little this thing. Yeah, if it's like in the eh, way. It's I like it there. You like it there. Makes me feel. I, it would interrupt my flow if it was anywhere else. Okay. Wow. The Benton Arshaw is he's a master of flow. Yep. Master of flow and living uh living with my parents and being a, a prep cook. Though I am yeah, I'm not a prep cook anymore. I'm unemployed. Yeah. Well, actually I'm not unemployed. I have a job now, but I would rather not mention it yeah, <laughs> on no, a podcast. Don't. Yeah, definitely <laughs> don't mention it. I mean the the twenty five people that listen to this podcast are corporate recruiters. Oh, okay. All well, it's not corporate. It's just it's a job where I'm like, all right, maybe I don't, <laughs> maybe I don't risk letting them know I do stand up comedy. Same. Don't uh, do it. Regardless, yeah. don't do it because they're gonna look up some of your 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 stuff. They're just gonna Google and. Well, there's still like, there's still. I thought Parker deleted them all, but there's still fill my heart episodes on is fill my heart like they don't it probably didn't renew the the web page for it right the subscription well the service rather i yeah i don't know but like mm-hmm. i still found i found one on the see. corners of the internet when i was looking to see like what happens what happens when you google benton harshaw is does it just come up what oh what i mean do you, do you want to find out what happens because that was basically oh is that what oh is that what all right let's let's go to the cue card it, no i mean this is basically this is because last time no prep now we'll do a little prep. I mean, some of it, you know, some current events I want to get to, which I want your opinion on. Okay. So I need I need the Harshaw 
What's the if you were like a uh, an opinion journalist? What's like your segment where it's your take? Like it's the Harshaw factor, Benton's corner. What would you call it? Uh, I'd call it Benton about it, or like I'm all Benton out of shape. I'd call it uh, the Daily Show, starring okay. Benton Harshaw. Okay, I like it. Because John Stewart's got a new show. He does. And uh, the w- problem. Trevor, yeah, and let's pretend Trevor Noah doesn't do the Daily Show. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just take the Daily Show. Right. Uh, oh, he is also Trevor Noah is also a listener as well. Trevor Noah's a listener? Yeah, Trevor Noah's a listener. I <laughs> Imagining him bobbing his head listening to you. This is <laughs> t- my jams. Talk about your, talk about your prep. <laughs> talk about prep. Talk about yeah. prep work at Red Robin. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, maybe, you know. Anything can happen. That's... If anything, the past... Not, not not like the pandemic, not like something I think is mm-hmm. uh, not like that shallow of an observation, but mm-hmm. like just like my whole adult life, I've been like, oh, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Like I found out, I found out the other day, my dad turned down Oprah once. Turn, for wait, what? For what? He, he turned down he Oprah. I can't. I, I well, I probably could say, but he was working this case that was kind of high profile, okay. and then Oprah was trying to like trick, like trying to do like a gotcha. And like with media exposure, mm-hmm. and uh, she asked my dad to like come on the show, and my dad like told Oprah like, "Nah, I'm not coming on your show." Okay. And uh, he told me that the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, I forgot about that." He's like, "How do you for- <laughs> how do you forget about that?" <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it was a long day. I was tired. You know, you were on my nerves all day, Benton. Yeah, it's like Cormac McCarthy didn't even turn down Oprah. And he doesn't do interv- he doesn't do right. interviews. No, he doesn't. I mean, that's maybe your dad just wanted to be in his own echelon of people. Uh, I mean, yeah, that is really cool to turn down, like, because mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't think there's anything that represents like commercialism more than Oprah, oh, especially or, now, I mean, or like just... selling out, <laughs> yeah, like, more than Oprah. Basically, I mean, isn't she was what, friends with Harvey Weinstein, or at least? know of him wasn't there like a weird tangential relationship tangents i'm not sure i just know you know i I, you know how she releases those like every christmas season there's like a pop-up on cnn of like oprah's top 25 things to buy and it's like i've never wanted to buy 20 i don't i don't think i'm gonna buy 25 things in my life no man that was a big thing though her favorite things her favorite things her favorite books yeah that was a huge that was huge thing i mean i i mean i grew up with every afternoon coming home from school and Oprah was on. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was, I don't know if your parents, I was, I mean, obviously it wasn't. Because nah. it was, I mean, just because it wouldn't be, I mean, you're, what, you're like 22? 22. 22, yeah. yeah. It's the first time I ever got a comic's age right when I said, your age? And I actually got it right. I'm really proud of myself. Oh, because you probably, you probably go older a lot of the time. Because it makes me feel better about you know being thirty two and, like, <laughs> and like a baby comedian, <laughs> yeah. It's you can start this at any uh, you can start this at any age, I, and it's yeah. But I, I I think it's especially true of comedy. Like there's you can't be a ballerina. You can't start mm-hmm. being a ballerina at thirty five. No, like that's <laughs> no. That's a hard. That's a hard. You gotta like cut your ligaments mm-hmm. and do and yeah a lot of my favorite writer it's like writing and comedy mm-hmm. like you, these are things you can start late in life and it can still work because most of it's based off 
the amount of life experiences you've had. Mm-hmm. And it can actually be a really big detriment like to start young and not live your life because then you don't actually have anything to talk about later. Yeah, you're right. I have I have heard that um, that argument before, which, I mean, there is some merit because I've, I mean, I don't even know their age. They're probably my age, but you know, people that go up there and they're just talking about, I don't know, nothing because they don't really have any life experience like for i'm not really sure my point is i'm trying to like do i shit talk like some random person said (laughs) like no don't be a dick yeah i didn't come here for that no no, i came here to get into the issues spencer it's not it's a person who's like i've only saw once like there's oh gotcha yeah no not like i'm gonna shit you know dude parker's last set was fucking dog shit no that's not what i'm I'm here to do No, I'm, um... <laughs> What's this show called? Analyzing Parker Newman's last set. Inside... Starring Spencer Sellens. I can... I mean... <laughs> it's a working title. <laughs> it's just like, um, like a murder porn podcast, but it's just following around Parker. Just, it's just like that <laughs> level of them. Parker Newman, today, he contemplated what he would do with the rest of his days. Okay, <laughs> I this like is, this. This is what he will do. I don't know if we'd be able to sell this idea. Oh, we could. Okay. <laughs> Inside new man, a new man with Parker Newman. Parker new new yeah, but don't yeah, <laughs> don't 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 drag in a random comic to talk about on that. No, I would never do that. That wasn't even my point. I was just kind of like trying to reference, kind of reference. I'm not I'm not the type of person to like talk shit about people's set, especially when you know people have seen my set point is the look you gave me was like yeah you're damn right i didn't i didn't i didn't i listen i haven't drinking my coffee today look, i haven't uh you drinking that nolan's coffee you told me yeah this is uh pj's new orleans i just saw it i was like the first coffee place i find i gotta do this because i overslept today and then i had to run to get my the tb thing mm-hmm. and they just looked at my arm and she yeah the oddly chatty nurse practitioner today. She was we we we. I almost did a podcast with her practically today. I mean, maybe you should have. <laughs> maybe you should have. I don't know, Benton. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. We well, we were talking about like just shortages. Like, there's nothing of any. Like, there's a lot of like worker shortages right mm-hmm. now. There's no like. No, apparently, there's like no nurse practitioners, which is why she's really? understaffed. And she was like, "Yeah, there's a bacon shortage right now." It's like I didn't even know there was a bacon shortage. I hear that all the time. There's like every year there's always a bacon shortage. I have heard this. It's weird. I don't I don't understand what's going on with the pigs. It makes sense. Yeah, they're they're holding out. They're ho- these these damn anorexic pigs. These greedy <laughs> bastards. This is why we inject them full of hormones because yeah. otherwise they'll get real bitchy and they'll start having body <laughs> issues and like, no one likes pigs with body dysmorphia. Yeah, these are yeah, these are these pigs have been on TikTok watching influencers feeling bad about their own their own side chops and whatever. <gasps> oh my god. And they've been, you know, they've been <laughs> They've been eating in the trough and then puking back into the trough. And exactly, then eating again. <laughs> I mean, it's ah oh man, those the the poor body issues. You know, they have like the face tuning automatic on TikTok. It's is that a, is that true? Yeah, I'm not. I I'm not a social media person. Y- yeah, uh, you found that out when you messaged me on Instagram to be on this podcast a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and then I got back on Instagram for like a second and i was like oh shit spencer asked me to be on his podcast what it was like one year ago to the date yeah 
because it, I was like, oh, he messaged me yesterday. I yeah. was like, oh, that says 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, Benton, if there's one thing I know about you is that you like to play hard to get. I do like to play hard to I get. Play hard to get, and you know, I. Uh, You're lucky I didn't. I didn't wait another year. Yeah, <laughs> right. I should have gotten your address, like from just. I have. I have people. Yeah, know, I have people. As you can tell, I'm a professional in the setting you're in right now. I'm a professional. It is. It is a. It is a cool setup. I don't know, because usually the last time, the few times I've done podcasts with people, it's just like. You know, yeah, we're gonna go outside to. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna go outside. We're gonna go outside to lowbrow, and I have two. Uh, I have two. Um, you know, those old Turtle Beach microphones you no. use to play Call of Duty, right? And there's no headset on them; they're cut off, <laughs> and you have to hold the blue and red wires together at the right angle to keep the power going through. And uh, yeah, yeah, my mom's also gonna be making tamales. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's you know, uh, th- we start from humble beginnings, Benton. Okay, but this is nice because you got you got full coverage. It's 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 cool, man. Like it's, you know, it's not needed. Like, it's not required. <laughs> it's not necessary. <laughs> it's awesome, man. But it's we could do without it. We, we really, it's kind of it's kind of over. There's at no, this point. Yeah, there's no reason for it to be here though. Yeah, we're we're, we're spit polishing a turd. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a nice car, but I could. <laughs> I have a bus pass. <laughs> I, I, the light, the light rail is actually very on time these days. It is. It is. You know what? The light rail is it, it always on time. That's that's their slogan. I used to I used to go on the light rail all the time when I was going to community college, and I once left my wallet there, and then I was just looking like distressed at the light rail station I got off because I realized I left it there. And then the like the president of Light Rail was, saw me and he was like, "Are you okay, sir?" And I was like, uh, "No, I lost my wallet." And he's like, "All right, let me get my men on it." And he like made a phone call and like he located the wallet on one of the light rails and then he drove me in like his personal light rail mobile to like pick it up and to like intersect it. Holy shit! It was by far the luckiest i've ever been to just like yeah it's like ah oh, fuck i have a problem and then someone like just comes and solves it immediately. here's a solution for you sir yeah just oh, man he was great i think his name was larry shout out to, shout out to larry if you're still working light rail shout out to larry what a good guy yeah larry i'm proud of you i know that you're probably listening listen i know you're probably listening right now larry and thank you that's all I gotta say. What are these issues? I'm curious. I'm curious what you want to talk. What? Oh, <laughs> what I, you want to put me in the hot seat for? Oh yeah, that's exactly what this is. It's just a grill, a grill sheet. Like Benton, um, you in your last set you used the word stupid doo doo head seven times. I'm not, I'm not. I'm a clean comic. I did not do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're 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 pretty much clean. Yeah, I like to scenario wise. I guess I mean it wouldn't be blue for ch- it, it would be blue for church. Yeah, well, I did. I did stab the. We did a, like a live stab. I love writing the stab prompts and stuff because yeah. it's like okay, this is not material I plan on keeping, mm-hmm. so I can be as blue as I want. Which show is that? That's the that's the one that Jesse runs. It's like the the comedy game show thing. Comedy game show. Okay. I love writing those prompts because you it forces you to get something out, and it's always like, it's always like what I I I my favorite. It forces you to do a bit instead of like punchline setup jokes. Yeah. And I love I I think 
bits are so much more fun to play with, but they're very hard to set up and pull off on stage. Mm-hmm. So in like the that kind of environment, like stab, it's it's fun to let loose, just like with goofy voices and mm-hmm. yeah, d- I can I can go as blue as I want, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I know I I know that it's I'm not like putting effort towards you know like building time to do shows, so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a waste because, like, I'll I'll sit down and write jokes that are like about like dark subjects, and I'll be like, I can't say this because <laughs> it, it looks so it looks so weird compared to everything else. Like, I want to say. I, I mean, I don't even want to say it. it. I just did it for fun. Okay. It, yeah. I mean, if you don't want to say it, then don't say it. But uh, yeah, it's true. All right. Now you know what I, I think we should grill you with all these questions that I wrote. No, actually, to answer your question that you <clears throat> answered, or rather to answer your question you asked earlier about, like, what happens when you Google Benton Arshaw? Well, um, I know all about, it, actually, most of it, half of it is, like, the podcast episode description. I think you did an episode of Morty Stein's podcast, uh-huh. Robert Amodo. Uh-huh. Um, I saw a flyer from when you and Drew Absher did like a the Tonight Show. At oh Staff. yeah, <laughs> it's it's a lot of that. I think. Oh man, there's a story behind that post. Okay, uh, well then regale us. I got well, <laughs> no, you know what? Maybe I got really mad because like we co- Drew commissioned Evan to make that poster okay and on the drawing drew's caricature is so much bigger (laughs) it's so much taller than mine and when i first saw that i thought that (laughs) i thought that i was like did drew give evan our heights and tell evan that i was much shorter like (laughs) i was having an awful day at work and he sent me that poster and i was just like just steaming just steaming mad in the mm-hmm. bookstore i was working at mm-hmm. just like looking at like keep like keep secretly looking at the photo under the counter i was like why the fuck that that's like fucking that's like six inches that's like six inches shorter yeah it's a good half top half foot tall than you <laughs> yeah exactly like his head is the size of my torso in that caricature and I, I I was so angry, and then I like confronted Drew. I was like, "Did you tell him different heights? Did you tell him? Did you tell him different heights so you could make me look like a like I'm from the Lollipop Brigade on on your little thing?" Hi, I'm ben, I'm Benton Arshaw, and I'm yeah. here to do comedy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then he was like, "No, I didn't. I didn't do that." And then I took an hour nap, and then I woke up, and I was like, uh, "Wait, I'm the asshole. Like, <laughs> I'm I I was the." the I'm wrong here because <laughs> it's a caricature drawing. Mm-hmm. No one's ever done a caricature. It's not photo. It's not like he's doing like photorealism. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, where we look like we're friends with Winnie the Pooh in it. I shouldn't care about the height. So that's, that's one moment. Those moments you look back and you're like, oh, I was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Like com- I was in the mm-hmm. wrong completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's a few other moments in my life. I once, when I was ten, I crashed a birthday party. Like I, I stole an invitation because I wasn't invited. I wrote it down. I put the invitation back in the desk of the kid. Hell yeah! And then it was in an ice skating rink, and I told my dad that I knew the time and date and the location, and that like t- three hours before, I told my dad, "I was like, hey, I kind of want to go ice skating today." <laughs> And I showed up an hour before, and I didn't. I don't know how to ice skate, <laughs> so it's not like I would be there regularly. 
you're out there like doing triple axles and sow cows like oh hey is it oh it's it oh my oh, god charlie it's your birthday oh, oh my wow god i feel so embarrassed right now like you're just this super precocious but also cunty 10 year old Oh yeah, my God, I'm yeah. So sorry. Well, he could do the worm. He was the most popular kid because he could do the worm. Dude, the kid who could do the worm at like my middle school dance—that was a cool ass dude. I don't remember who it is, except for they were a cool ass dude. I remember. Well, I remember Charlie's first and last name. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's how. That's how good his worm was. But yeah, I. Jesus. It crashed the birthday party. People showed up, and uh, immediately everyone asked if I was supposed to be there. And I was like, no, I just, I come here. And then I would just falling on, falling on my face <laughs> onto the ice just over and over again. My face is like red from the cold and from just like hitting it. Very graceful. Yeah. And then uh, I still get, I didn't get invited to the cake room. Like I didn't. Hmm. And then I was just doing the, I was just like crying doing the claw machine. Oh. And I could hear them doing the happy birthday room oh. over. And, uh, poor Benton. Poor, poor ten-year-old Benton. Hey, I mean that sucks though, dude. I've been there. Oh, I've I've been in those situations. Like I remember being in middle school, and it was a similar type thing where this kid was like handing out invitations to his birthday party, <laughs> and it was. I mean, the guy. I mean, we were all we were like 12, 11. so it's not. I don't think eleven-year-olds are very tactful to begin with, but he was like handing out invitations to like everyone at the same tables. As he was at it, me, I'm like, I'm like waiting, waiting. Okay, where's? And he just looks at me like, well, you know, I I, I remembered as like, a, well, what do you know? You only got so many invitations. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's. I was the only one that didn't get invited. Yeah. So that's that's what that's what made that's what twinged that's what sent me into. That's what sent me into kind of like a Punisher type yeah. <laughs> mode of like, well, then I'm going to get there early and I'm going to set up Fuck and I'm going to yeah. be waiting for them. Fuck yeah. And uh, weird time. I was not a very, I was a very awkward kid. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't until, I don't think it was until high school that I got social awareness mm -hmm. or especially not till when I started doing comedy, I grew up very, very fast because mm -hmm. I started when I was... I did my first open mic when I was 16. Damn, good uh, for you. Well, then it went so badly that I didn't go for eight more months. That's kind of how that sounds like my first open mic. Yeah, I mean, I, that's 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 not uncommon. A lot of people will go up and then they'll have a really bad time and then you know they'll want to try it later down the line. But I was doing improv since I I was doing improv at 16 mm -hmm. and then I kind of switched over to stand up at 17, and it was like. Coming and being, you know, being that young and being around adults, that that really forces you to think like, oh, do I look, am what I saying, like, is it stupid? Mm -hmm. Am I coming off like socially awkward right now? Okay. And I think it forces you to do that much more. Like, I don't know. I don't know. If I had gone to like a four-year college, like a summer campy type, <laughs> you know, that's all four-year colleges are. They're summer camps. That's true. I don't. Especially when you, yeah, when you start there as a freshman, it's just... It's camp. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. You're you're doing oh wow, you're signing up for activities and oh, doing yeah. your Do you guys have intermural intramural volleyball? Yeah. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> that stuff is fun, but it's like totally fun. You don't need to pay, <clears throat> you know, 
25 grand or whatever a year for it yeah go to the local community college for like half the price at least half it's like way less than half yeah but i'm just saying i am like three bucks i haven't been i've I've been out right i've been out of college since 2014 so like i have no price to keep i'm not sure how i I, who knows benson yeah i'm just so (laughs) ungodly rich now that i just don't understand how much a gallon of milk costs nor a academic unit oh you're like uh you're like bill gates on the prices right yeah like it's 36 dollars for this clorox wipes exactly i must be right exactly i'm correct and they're like no you (laughs) not at all (laughs) you old nerd sir well you know i i think i mean my friend jeffrey was telling me that it's like 30 dollars to the wipe yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was the his hard drive. Who knows? Bill Gates is like this, this little girl in the front row. She's for sale for like three grand, right? Four. Yeah. That's what Epstein. That's the Epstein price, right? I don't know what your generic brand fifteen-year-old goes for these days. Yeah, I mean, market values, market market <laughs> forces at work. I guess I'm just out of touch. Out of touch. <laughs> you know, Bill, out of touch. Gates. Did you see that? Oh my god, that disastrous interview he recently had. On, no, uh, I did not. Uh, I've I s- been very offline, which has been very, very nice. I mean, I consider you a generally offline person, and I mean in the strong, in the positive sense of you don't keep up with news that you have no effect on. Yeah, I can't stop. Yeah, <laughs> I can't stop. I don't know. I don't have like a van full of Trump stickers and like bombs. Yeah. Like I'm not. <laughs> I, li- I like how in your mind, that's like what politically active is. It's just like, I'm ready to commit an act of terrorism. I mean, I like, you know, Ted Kaczynski. I didn't agree with his methods. His manifesto is kind of a cool read. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a bad, the anti-technology, he was way ahead of his time with the anti-technology stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should have been sending anthrax to people, but no, I, you know, I, he had some, I, he had some, he, he had some interesting ideas before, you know, we all got, our brains got turned, a lot of our like brains and emotional capacities got outsourced, outsourced to computers. Very true. That's true, man. It's, oof, it's a fun time. I, I think we're living in an age where, <clears throat> I mean, maybe... Do you think you'll eventually you'll you can meet or become the singularity? Like because we're so enmeshed with technology. Nah. Would you like to? No. I'd, I'd like also to be a comedian at the same time. <laughs> that ooh that that hits yeah because I I'm bad at the business side of being a comedian. Like I don't. Most comics are. Well, I'm especially bad because like I don't really do social media or like engage. Like I've been trying to be better about it, but it's hard to. It's hard to like, it's hard to like, you know, be, cause you kind of always have to be next to your phone to like, if someone wants to talk to you about a gig or yep. something. Yep. And what I've been doing, which has kind of been helping my own phone addiction. And it's actually been very helpful. It's like, you know, if this is a bad habit, I'm going to treat it like a bad habit, mm-hmm. like smoking. Okay. So I've, when I'm at home, I only let myself get on my phone outside. So okay. I'll like turn it off every time I come inside. Really? And then okay. I'll be like, all right, I, I, I feel the need to do my phone. And mm-hmm. I'll wait longer just to see how long I can hold out. And then I'll go out and turn it on. And there's no messages. Mm-hmm. There's no messages. There's no alerts. <laughs> there's no anything. And you realize, oh, 
why am I spending two hours a day on this thing mm-hmm. if I only need to check it three times? And that's been helping a lot. It can get hard when I'm like messaging back and forth and I'm just like outside at 11 p.m. like freezing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like just on my front porch, just I, like- I really need to respond to this person. I'll be right back. Yeah, that that can be difficult. Um, and I've bro- I've definitely like broken the the rules, but it's been it's been very helpful because I hate I they're digital pacifiers. It's like every time mm-hmm. you feel lonely or sad or don't want to think, you just go there and check the same three apps. And mm-hmm. I think it it's it's not it's not a direction our species should go. <laughs> no, no. But you know what? I think we should embrace here at Tangents. We embrace the follow ever- us on Facebook, Instagram, Venmo. <laughs> right? I mean, hey, you can follow me on Venmo all you want, baby. Yeah. Pa- Patreon.com slash the tangents pod. <laughs> oh, is this a, oh, there's a Patreon? Yeah. I mean, I gotta have. <laughs> I should have done my research. <laughs> I gotta build. I'm, I mean, every, I mean, I'm, okay. And I mean this, I don't mean this like poorly. I just mean it as a matter of fact. I assume that most comics don't listen to the podcast before, or really any podcast. Before I don't listen it. to any podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You don't seem like a person who's like doing the dishes, listening to a podcast. I listen to like old I listen to like old writers talk Mm -hmm. like I found this there's this old Larry Brown interview that I found a long time ago and he's like one of my favorite he's one of my favorite writers and it's him it's him it's Barry Hanna and it's some other southern gothic guy it's not Harry Cruz it's someone else but they're like it's just like these three southern old guys at a town hall talking Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of stuff on YouTube I'll find. Like I'll mm-hmm. find like an ad. They'll be talking for an hour and mm-hmm. like smoking and like <laughs> talking about you know drunk driving and writing their novels. And that's cool to me. I like that because it's like it's rare and you're not gonna find it. But I don't know. I don't understand how people like will be a fan of a like specifically just. I uh, I don't know. Like I love those comics that like that that those LA comics like Theo Vaughn and all of them, but I can't imagine like listening to them for two hours a week. I'm talking about the podcast of like, it's just them talking. Yeah, not, no, no, not, yeah, not specifically Theo Vaughn, who was also a listener. What's up, Theo? Um, shout out to Louisiana again. Coffee and Theo Vaughn. Also, PJs, this is a really good cup of coffee. This, this is pleasantly surprising. This episode is brought to you by PJ's Coffee. Of New Orleans. Of Nolens. I'm joking. Stop! 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 That's the copyright. Um, but this is... Registered um, trademark. <laughs> registered trademark. Yeah, this is really good coffee. Well, you know what? <clears throat> PJs, if you're listening, uh, this episode actually isn't sponsored by you. Don't sue me. However, you should sponsor us because everyone who listens to my podcast is a corporate recruiter slash Theo Vaughn slash... Whatever that third thing I mentioned was earlier. It's a very weird demographic, but we roll with it, okay? This is tangents, okay? I don't even think... I, I don't listen to any comics podcast right now. I think I listen to, like... I don't know. I have I have two things that I'm really into, like edutainment and comedy. What is... What's the other one? Wait, edu... Ed, educational entertainment. Oh, okay. So like, um, like CGP Grave, like the Wiggles, and yes, exactly, like the Wiggles. See, Benton <laughs> Blues went, Clues, well, uh, yeah, right. And uh, you Dora. know, I'm, I'm the one who reached out to Steve recently. I'm like, hey, you want to like go viral? Just go. Or uh, did you? Or do you even know about this? This happened on the internet. That's the the, the Blues Clues. Blues guys. Clues guy. He got we went viral a couple weeks ago because it was like, hey, dude, um, remember me? 
A few years ago, I almost auditioned to be, because they did like a nationwide casting call. And I thought of like, wouldn't that be funny if I send in my application to be the new Steve? You could do it. I can see you as that. Nah, I was going to school. I was going to school, man. <laughs> I can't, I can't, <clears throat> I can't night, <laughs> I can't nightlife blues clues. <laughs> You're just like, I'm going to school and I'm moonlighting on blues clues. Yeah. I'm, they're setting the schedule for me. I'm a diva. <laughs> yeah. Benton Harshaw. Hollywood diva. Yeah. Get used to it. <laughs> I just like, I confuse my jobs and I'm just, <laughs> I confuse my jobs and I'm like, hey kids, do you want to talk about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight today? What, what about the rise of modernism? What about, what about, what about, let's do some copy editing live. <laughs> let's do copy editing and grant writing. Oh, great. I think that would be a great, I mean, that's a great comedy show and a great children's television show. Yeah. I, I think it'd be great. <laughs> great. And I'm like, it's like, I talk to my professor and it's like, we're going to wear a blue shirt today. Do you see my professor? <laughs> He's in the bathroom with his the with one of the undergrads. <laughs> Benton, how dare you sully this? I know, professor. This <laughs> is look. You got to understand. It's cliche, but it's true. It no, happens. <laughs> she is paraplegic. She needed help. I don't know why <laughs> that, I'm assisting. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, it made it worse. Yeah, that's wow. It made it worse. I'm sorry. It's kind of inspirational. It's inspirational. She, she had no legs and no arms, but she was still able to have sex with her 60-year-old college professor. <laughs> In the inspirational story of Doris Nightingale. Doris Nightingale. Doris Nightingale, the no-legged, no-armed woman that was still able to have an affair with a 60-year-old anthropology professor. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, Dora, and by the way... Uh, Dora Nightingale, as you said, it's that's that's Dora the Explorer's full name. I said right? Doris, but <laughs> oh, oops, sorry. I'm hearing things I want to hear. Classic Spanish name, though. Classic Nightingale. Spanish name, Doris Nightingale. <laughs> Doris Nightingale. Doris. Doris is, in my mind, it's just a very old person name because my grandmother's named Doris. It it is a very old. Yeah. Yeah. Not like it's an opinion. Like it's a pretty old person name. Like you know, I think that. <clears throat> what do you think is like the oldest? No, no, we're not doing this. We're not. I'm gonna burn. I'm gonna. Cr- it's the name of the podcast. Tangents. <laughs> we <laughs> we're doing the tangents. We're doing the tangents. We're doing the tangents. No, actually, let's see. Um, what happens when you Google Benton Harshaw? All right. First off, um, how did you love the Bait Club, or did you just like it? Oh fuck you! Uh, I knew that would come up. Of course, it ha- yeah. Uh, literally fr- the front page of no, Google. No, it's yeah, it's literally the first. I think it's one of the first two things, because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you didn't find my Crunchyroll account. Uh, oh, <laughs> that was oh, damn it! You're showbiz me. That was what I was gonna wait for. I'm like, does the name Squishy Soap mean anything? I didn't to you? make that account. A friend of mine when I was 13 made that account, and I don't know how to reach. I've lost contact <laughs> with him, and I don't know how to delete it. It was so funny. Okay, so this is for the third chair, third person, list, the person listening. Um, so the online there is a pretty sweet Crunchyroll account um, of a user named Squishy Soap Benson Harshaw. And I, before you before you go on, I just want to tell you. I thought that your um, your self description was was succinct and to the point. What is? I forgot what it was. I am Benton Harshaw. I am Benton Harshaw. I am Benton Harshaw. <laughs> I am Benton Harshaw. Yeah, 
hey, uh, Owen Templeton, if you're listening, please delete that account. I thought of reporting it for like sexual abuse and stuff just to get it banned. <laughs> you mean, why not? Well, then it's like, I don't want to be flat. I don't want my name associated with that. <laughs> Benton Harsha, victim of sexual tra- sex trafficking and stand-up comedian. Yeah, is car- found out through one Crunchyroll user, not Benton Harsha. This Crunchyroll user was a, ca- a very poor case of mistaken identity. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't know what to do about that one. I like to answer your question. I like speech and debate. It was, it was good. It's looking back. I don't think, I, I don't know. If I was the president and I could make some changes, mm-hmm. first I would. The first thing I would do is make some changes to speech and debate yeah. <laughs> in high school. I just, it's looking back on it. It, it's a lot of like rich kids. Oh yeah, it's a lot of rich kids mm-hmm. that. And the, the ones that do it like elite are the ones that can afford to like fly to tournaments and yeah. they pay for like pay for all these like briefs full yeah. of like evidence. Yeah. And it teaches a lot of good skills, but it, it's also kind of a pay to play system totally. of like just like anything, like the more resources you have, the more time you have to put towards it. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like it starts in Little League and it just works its way up and through it just changes. It evolves. Yeah. But some of these debate kids, they spend oof, they spend a hundred like. Yeah. They spend a lot of money on all this like prep bullshit, uh, and it does help. Yeah, um, that's, I my fiance Brittany, she was in debate uh, too, but in college, and she was I was actually kind of asking her like about like what's what's random. I actually asked her what are annoying things about debate that I can get him to complain about, but um, I also just kind of asked her like generally what it's like, and she was kind of mentioning that the pay to play, the people that have the money get to do the most. It's a little bit different with college because it's like the school, you kind of get a little bit of money from the school. Not a lot. The school kind of evens the playing. It's when it's in high school and then it's like supposed to be, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be more kind of egalitarian and it also matters less Mm -hmm. in college comparatively to like, because you're trying to get stuff for your college application. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's just paper. It's just look it on paper kind of thing. Yeah, it's... I the reason I don't like it is I think it teaches these are kids that are going to go on to have jobs where you, they make decisions that impact a lot of like working class people. Oh, totally. Uh, you know, a lot of them are going to be bankers. A lot of them are going to be like, I mean, most of them I know are PhD students. Some in econ, some in like health. Yeah. And they're going to go on to make decisions that affect large swaths of people in largely kind of undemocratic ways, mm-hmm. uh, just because they're going to be part of the bureaucracy. And it teaches them that their moral, like speech and debate teaches you that your morals are flexible. Mm. It kind of teaches like, oh, it depends on how you look at an issue, yeah. uh, whether you're right. It, it's not about like what is morally right and what is morally wrong. Mm-hmm. It is about can you win the argument about what you think? Mm-hmm. And it, I think it teaches, it encourages, it. I'm not saying it like makes everyone a sociopath mm-hmm. but i've known a few speech and debate kids where i'm like you're a soci like your your sociopath tendon like tendencies were more like encouraged by this thing that mm-hmm. taught you that it's all about winning it's not about finding a solution to anything it's about you know prestige mm-hmm. and accomplishment mm-hmm. and like you know you're never going to have to flip burgers in your life so yeah. it doesn't matter if the minimum wage gets raised yeah so it just matters if you can like you know it, it, it's just not good and it's very insulating and the suits look stupid and 
So I, I, tell me, tell me what you really, how you really feel about speech and debate. I mean, I also love. I also no, love. Yeah, I also okay. loved it too. It was fun. I'm kidding. I but- came. I came. Uh, you can't find this online oh. because they wrote the name down wrong. Oh, interesting. Uh, but I came my senior year. I came fifth in the nation. Uh, Brandon it. Hartford. No, Barton Harshaw. <laughs> they put my name in wrong, nice. so it, I technically don't have the achievement. E- excellent. But, but I came fifth in the Catholic National Leagues, which is like below the there's a set there's catholic nationals and then there's national nationals okay and they're run by one of them is run by the catholic church and it's less prestigious but you know i'll still say i got fifth in the nation and uh i that's a yeah that's a moment losing that round before going into court uh semifinals Mm. that was that that's i was just like i had no I mean, I was also just not, I should not have gotten that far. I was bad at speech and debate. I like, you can sell it all on confidence. It's kind of like stand up. Oh, yeah. If you, like, if you have great delivery, oh, yeah. You can sell any material, mm-hmm. which is something I, I truly think. Mm, uh, definitely. And it's the exact same with um, speech and debate. So I should not have gotten that far. It's good that I got knocked out in semifinals. That shows that the judging system works. The system works, people. Uh, and I never got to put it on. Well, I was going to community college anyway, but I never got to put it on any applications. But I liked it. It was cool. Um, yeah, that's all I have. To, yeah, I don't remember a lot of it. A lot of it's kind of a blur. <laughs> right, because that was just it was just one cocaine induced frenzy. I it was. <laughs> I never. There were kids that would like snort Adderall <laughs> before going into round. Yes. And they just look. They look crazy. <laughs> they're like. Yeah. They're like southern politicians waiting to address the town hall. Look, they're I, like, we need to drive them out of town. We need to. We need to rise up. Look, I'm no big city debater <laughs> or nothing, but it just flexes some uh, some suspenders. Yeah, and they yeah suspenders, oversized tweed suits just that dabbing they... <laughs> dabbing your forehead. Exactly. I knew kids like that where they would just be, they'd just be like frantic town mayors mm-hmm. <laughs> of just like, we need to come together. We need to find the water. We need to, we need to get it into our heads that we are the chosen people. Jesus. And they're like doing this speech for like a hungover mom. Oh God, <laughs> right? Oh Jesus Christ. In a small, it's <laughs> just like a small, uh, we would... The rounds would always happen in high schools, just like regular classrooms. So you could just like look at, you know, look at the Bill Nye the Science Guy posters while you're talking about like, you know, where you're talking about like genocide and dark war. <laughs> <laughs> the important thing, I think that's an appropriate setting for talk about why. Wait, what exactly? Who's the affirmative for the genocide debate? You know, uh, <laughs> remember what I said about morally flexible? Ah, uh, interesting. Okay. Well, that's an extreme. It was mostly stuff. A lot of it was not. I remember there was one that was like the first topic I ever researched because they do them in like months of three. Like mm-hmm. there will be three months you'll spend on a topic and then they'll change it. Um, but I also did mostly parliament, which is like they give they give you the topic 20 minutes before the debate mm-hmm. and you have 20 minutes to prep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one was really fun because no one knows anything. Yeah. Um, uh, it's also fun. I used to do this shitty thing in round because, like, I, w- I would debate people and they would use words from, like, pre... They, they buy briefs from these companies that make them. 
and there's big words in them that they don't know what they mean. Okay. So mid-round, I would just ask them what the word meant. <laughs> and oh, they would, <laughs> you I just, bastard. I'd just be like, and I didn't know what they meant either, yeah. but I didn't have to answer the question. Fuck him. Yeah, so I'd just be like, uh, hi, just a clarification. What does hegemony mean? <laughs> and they would just like stutter and be like, well, it's when, you know... It's when two people love each other very much. <laughs> right. It's look, it's 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 called we call it adult love, okay? Leave it alone. Yeah. Leave it alone. And the parents never cared. The I'm I've, sure they didn't. If the 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 judges that really care are weird cuz they like live for judging. The people that are really into it are very very strange. Yeah. They're like the local free newspaper food critic. Yes, that's exactly it. That's right. Like local Local politician, even though they've never been on the ballot. Never, yeah, but yeah, but their their tagline is local politician. It's always Aunt Rand, or <laughs> also Rand. Sorry, not I. Her name is Ayn Rand. No, but also also Rand. That's the term, right? Yeah, also I think Rand. so. Okay, it's those. It's yeah. That's all I have to say about speech and debate. That, it's been a long. It's been five years. So, <laughs> were, were you a spreader? Oh wow. No, I was not a spreader. Oh, okay. See, okay, that is a that is a fr- okay. She wasn't yeah. just fucking with me. Yeah, I didn't talk as fast as I possibly could, so you can understand a thing of what I'm saying, so I can fit in as much as possible, so you can't understand it because this is how people and you know this is how dialogue. That, this exactly. is how this is how this is how people discuss issues. Totally. I mean, when when Brittany was like giving me an example, I'm like, okay, so we're just training everyone to be Ben Shapiro. Yeah, so spreading is when you talk as fast as you possibly can to mm-hmm. fit in the most points as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And it's done just to like, it's so dumb. It's like, that's a specific type of debate, which is policy debate, which is boring. And it, they, I don't know. I Even when I was really into a debate, I wanted to like, if I watched a policy round, I wanted to put a gun in my mouth. Like it's, it's so boring mm-hmm. and so stupid but it's also the most like substantive Mm -hmm. like actual like if you were going on to like be a public speaker or like a politician you should i would want you to do this type because it forces you to confront like just how multi-layered everything is Mm -hmm. and you have to do way more research Mm -hmm. and you can't really bullshit okay as much as the other ones okay um but yeah i was not a spreader (laughs) For a for someone who has no idea, like no context of what debating is, I, I would have no idea if you asked me what's a spreader in debate. Like, in what? Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's stupid. Especially yeah. that's not how people talk or even like argue in real life or like debate in real life. No one does that. Like, this isn't like a Ben Shapiro like destroys college person. Yeah, you're. It's it's kind of meta. It's like training people to like win by the rules of like this game inside of the debate instead of like actually thinking about what it's about. Yeah. And I think that would get away from a lot of kids yeah. because they would never actually, you know, they never <laughs> none of these things matter. No. They're all upper middle class, mm-hmm. upper class <clears throat> like kids that they they've got their whole life, you know, they could map their whole life on a piece of paper easily. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And there's no unpredictability. There's no like living paycheck to paycheck. They're never gonna like. They're never gonna feel like you know, th- like true. I mean, I, am I, I am you know, I'm not far from that either. Mm-hmm. The only difference is that I, you know, went to community college and yeah. I've worked. I worked a lot of jobs to help you know to try and help like pay for college in my own way. But mm-hmm. I also, I also did get a lot of help. Um, yeah. So. I'm not that I'm not that different but it's there's a there's an awareness of like most people do not get 
like into higher education, which is just a class. It's a way of like dividing classes that's unnecessary. Totally. And uh, there's a lot of jobs that there are shortages of mm-hmm. right now that you need a college degree to do that anyone could fucking do. Mm-hmm. Anyone could fucking do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's re- I think it's really dumb. Uh, and speech and debate is just like it's another one of those things that just encourages that type of culture of like isolating uh groups of people mm-hmm. and uh and it's gay <laughs> <laughs> and i yeah you know i think that was probably the most succinct point i've ever heard on this podcast <laughs> thank you just to the point and really resonated with me sir uh yeah i don't i'll take by the way i take that back the par- i said that for pure comedy comedy i don't, I don't look, call things i don't call things gay in no, my regular no life to no day to day benton you are you are a man of the people but also better than the people <laughs> no i'm i'm not saying no. that's how you think of yourself i'm just saying that's how you should gotcha you that's should it. that's in my crunchy roll description <laughs> <laughs> i am benton the best person i am the benton the best person that's, no, that's how it should be. You should get a hold of What's-His-Face somehow, find him. It's actually surprisingly easy to find people on the internet. Not this guy. <laughs> Not. <laughs> I've, try, I've tried. I used to see him in person because we both went to Sac City. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I'll find him one day. Okay. I'll get around to it. All right. Or just, you know, I'll do, so, I'll do something horrific in the news so that the Crunchyroll thing gets pushed down to the page two of google <laughs> which is basically no one will ever find it yeah yeah that's that's how it works baby like oh my god he shot up a school but look at this cringy crunchy roll account <laughs> oh my god so cringe and, I look, had... <laughs> and look at him drinking that mountain dew or yeah. whatever you were like taking a bite out it was a photoshop image but it looked like you were like eating a bottle of mountain dew which i think Maybe you should incorporate that into your act, Benton. I think I was thirteen. Yeah, it looked like you were a very young teenager. Yeah, I was. I was pretty young. It was hot. I mean, it was. (laughs) (laughs) It was. Yeah, it was. It looked like you're about that age. Yeah. All right. I just want to take a moment to. There was something in the news recently that that made me very upset. Okay. Made me very made me very upset because I didn't turn my fucking ringtone off. Made me very upset, Benton, because you know me. I I'm a man that loves freedom fighters. Okay. Okay. Like people <laughs> that you know fight for the 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 good of not just this country but for the world overall. You mm-hmm. know me. You th- that's that's kind of how I come across. What are you trying to recruit me for? <laughs> no, no, no recruiting, sir. This is purely purely reporting, not recruiting. So, um. You know, great American patriot Hillary Clinton was recently at, um, you know, uh, I believe it was Northern Ireland, maybe Ireland, at like a commencement speech. And she was like dressed in like very like a doc, like soup. Like if you get a doctorate, the person who gives you that paper, like they're dressed in like you're like you're the, the judge in Victorian England. Oh, the the robes. Yeah, the robes and yeah. all that. And she had like um, I forgot what it is when there's people behind you like holding it up that's long and draping it was like that i mean she was dressed like that which is of course cape (laughs) she basically had an oversized cape and of course you know she looked amazing as she always does okay okay and she's again she's an american hero and these i'm gonna say it degenerates degenerates in the audience 
where not only were they not clapping and cheering her name, but they were calling her a war criminal. Wait, sorry. Who is this again? The lady? (laughs) (laughs) No, damn it. I was just trying to say that Hillary Clinton, how dare we? I was just doing a bit. This episode is brought to you by the Clinton body count. The Clinton body count. Holler. Woo, woo, woo. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> I, I saw an interview. Like I, This is not the first pers- first podcast to talk about this. I don't I doubt. But I saw, um, uh, what do you call it? A YouTube clip of Norm MacDonald on, um, what's it called? It's the, the, the show, the women's show in the daytime. The View. Oh, yeah. There's a clip of like, of like 10, 15 years ago. And <laughs> they're just talking. About, I don't know what he was plugging or something. Because that's why he probably was there as Asian. was like, go on The View. You know, you're... I don't know what the fuck he was doing like 15 years ago. But he... Yeah, I I saw the, I saw part of that View clip. Because he was getting in trouble for... You know, that. he killed the guy, right? See, I, I don't... I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a... Uh, a fresh start, because we don't want any more murderers. I no, think we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh. <laughs> Who the murderers? Uh, yeah. Oh, Clinton, he murdered a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he killed a guy, right? It's, uh, you're supposed to be funny. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, he killed a guy. Oh, hey. that. <laughs> yeah, I watched that compilation of the, the on YouTube. The day he died, I watched that. Yeah. 35 minutes of why Norm MacDonald got fired from SNL. <laughs> and it's all the OJ jokes. All the OJ jokes. And the best one was, the best one by far is like the one where it's a one, it's one about Bill Clinton. And he's like, Bill Clinton's like, the joke, the joke lead up is like Bill Clinton's like inviting OJ Simpson to the yeah, White House. Yeah, and he's like, and murders. there's one thing you could help me with. And then <laughs> a picture of Hillary Clinton comes on behind Norm MacDonald. Yes, yes, and yes. That, yeah, that. <laughs> what? What? It's fi- what? It's fine. Yeah, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah, he killed a guy. <laughs> he killed two people. <laughs> he killed two people. God, and did way worse. He, hey, or the <laughs> yeah, the mother. It's like they're asking why I didn't celebrate Mother's Day with them. Maybe it's because I killed their mother. <laughs> so too, too taken <sighs> too soon from us. For real. And I don't think he didn't. He didn't even tell anyone he had cancer or anything like that. The day so. he died, I almost posted like I, I almost posted like a. I don't post anything, but I was feeling the urge to like post a headline of mm-hmm. him dead and yeah. the, with the caption, "This has OJ written all over it." <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to honor his memory is to make an OJ Simpson joke. Yeah, I mean, I think OJ gave him cancer. May probably. I, I think mean- OJ <laughs> OJ stabbed his cell linings. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, damn. I didn't realize that O.J. Simpson was also a viral infection. Yeah. Was he, is this, is, is he's, the, the, he's, he turned, you know, the juice turned into juice. We all know he can transform. The juice is loose. And he, he slipped himself into Norm McDonald's drink, went inside and started stabbing his cell linings. God. And then started, you know, he incurred, he told them to start replicating in his colon. And then he he got shitted out and turned back into OJ in the sewers. I was like, I got you, Norm. I, no, I remember this. This was like a very very disturbing episode of the Magic School Bus. This was v- disturbing. Hello, yeah. School Bus World. It's just him in a it's him in a red Cadillac that shrinks down. He's going inside Norm McDonald to give him cancer. Hello, McDonald World. <laughs> I'm just doing his Twitter sign on. Oh God, hello Twitter World. This is OJ. 
I'm here. Those videos are insane. They really are. It's because he's just he's just going stream of consciousness, which is always a bad idea. Yeah. If you've killed people. Well, <laughs> it's like he's doing it's like he's like one of those it's like he's a road comic doing a promo for like some club in the middle of nowhere in yes. the Midwest. And he's like, Yeah, come on, come on out tonight. There's gonna be, you know, there's gonna be nachos mm-hmm. and jokes mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna kill people yeah. and my, I, if I did do it. My name's O.J. Simpson. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, it, it, it's being filmed from a bathroom stall, but it's from he's in the wrong angle, so it's like he's the the door is behind him. Like, what's he doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. why is he in that stall oh, facing the wrong? Why is he sitting wrong? horsey style on the commode yeah, the other way? Weird. It's like it looks like he's like kind of like kneeling on someone. <laughs> why is the camera shaking and like what's that background sound? <laughs> Very odd. Uh, this is all allegedly because this is a comedy podcast, okay? Because I know, allegedly. I know that you know. Theo yeah. Vaughn probably might snitch on me because he's a listener. Theo, yeah, Theo Vaughn, OJ Simpson, best friends. Hey, Theo Vaughn, how you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do a Louisiana accent. Yeah, I can, but I'll do, I'll do a OJ voice, I guess. I'm from Kentucky. I could do the Louisiana. I could do Louisiana, maybe. Do Louisiana? I'm I never, there. nah, no. Well, I never really. You can't say that. And then like, no, no. Well, I'm just saying clout-wise, I could. Oh, clout-wise. Like, if I wanted to attempt it, I could. Because I, I had a little bit of an accent, and then when I moved to California, it all went away. When did you move out to California? Uh, I was like 12, 13, okay. something like that. Well, I mean, I think accents are really based on whoever you are in school with. It's like your, your classmates. Yeah. At least when you're super young, that's how it is. Yeah, I still it comes out when I'm when when it's weird when I get angry it comes out. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's just there's a How? little there's a little bit of twang that just gets in there. Like Did you say like "god dang it" or something, or is that, that is that more hick, not hillbilly? It's it's not really because I didn't grow up in like the backwood. I grew up in Louisville, which oh, is like a okay. city that's yeah, it's college town. No, it's I mean there's U of L. But there's Louisville is like you know isn't Louisville like the university like a big college town? The university's big, but I wouldn't call it a college town. Mm, yeah, like okay, that kind of makes it one dimensional. But I get it. Yeah, it's about the same size as Sacramento. It's actually eerily similar to Sacramento. Like there's a river. There's like a river going through the side of it. Uh, there's like a water. You know, there's a waterfront. There's a Joe Crab Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> right. There's just like a Laughs Unlimited right there. It's really weird. Yeah, there's actually only one comedy club in uh, Louisville. It's called like what Yuck Yucks or something. Uh, it's called Hut. Comedy Caravan. Comedy. That's not much better. It is underneath <clears throat> a mall. <laughs> I mean, look. you walk underneath a mall to get there. Yeah, it I mean, seems fun. I've never been. I've never done stand up in my hometown. Yeah, I, I can't imagine there being. That, that's so. I pity them. They have a that their best comedy club is in the basement of a mall. When really, I mean, if they were a good comedy city, their best comedy club would be adjacent to a mattress store. Yes, <laughs> I mean that really. That's that's really how. That's, that's I don't think anyone's ever talked about that, Spencer. No, about how no that one's club ever is next to a mattress. Yeah, store. no one who's ever done comedy on a podcast and ta- and ta- somehow vaguely. I remember listening to a podcast. I think it was like your mom's house or something like with actual like working comedians and. Um, it gets it just gets mentioned in in passing because as a person from Sacramento, you're used to never hearing about Sacramento at, at least in a positive sense. Really, not at all. It's used by, it's weird. It's like SNL's like, it's like uh, in a bit. There's so many sketches of SNL where like if they have to mention a shitty city, mm-hmm. it's like 
Sacramento or um, like Pittsburgh, I think. Yeah, Pittsburgh or sometimes. It, it, yeah, I guess it depends. Pittsburgh or like Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's been like the overall punching bag just because it's what do you call it, urban decay. Yeah, I'm thinking of moving there. <laughs> really? Uh, maybe. I I'm looking to move next year. Interesting. Somewhere. Chicago's currently the top of the list. Okay. Um, but I yeah, I'm looking to move back to the Midwest or somewhere that's yeah. Somewhere that's got like a bigger probably Chicago. Just looking for like a bigger comedy more closer to just a lot of more comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. And also just to like I've never, you know, I grew up here and uh yeah. well I spent half of growing up here and it would be cool to go back to the Midwest. Yeah, but dude. Also, the Great Lakes area for the climate change era. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. They got all that. They got that great. They got all that water up there. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice, and there's gonna be a lot more beachfront property soon, or at least different beachfront property. Yes. Nice. <laughs> it's gonna be nice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You can. You got like all the, the, <clears throat> the ice flow coming down from Canada. It's gonna mm-hmm. come, and you're gonna just have. It's gonna all just become Lake Superior. It's just all one. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the lake's not really well. The problem, the problem in Chicago is that like their snow melts are getting bigger each year. Mm. So there's like all of Chicago's built on a swamp, mm-hmm. and it's they've got like a flow through the middle of it to get rid of sewage. Mm. But if there's too much ice melt, sometimes it can overflow, and it's like the past few years it's been getting really close. And they have two options: they can either flood the city with its own sewage, or they can throw the sewage into the lake which is where they get their drinking water so those are the options (laughs) i mean look uh, i'm not a environmentalist like a i'm not a a water expert um i i run a comedy podcast but i think i could probably fix this i think (laughs) i could probably i will be running for the mayor of chicago if we could just come together and, and not poop yeah right if we don't poop all of us. Hold it in for the great people of Chicago. <laughs> you gotta hold it in. Hold your poop. Go to Gary. <laughs> go to Gary, Indiana, and go poop there. Yeah. Okay? They'll appreciate the tourism. A national no dookie mandate. <laughs> no dookie mandate. I think that would be good. I don't look, I, I think what I have to do though is I have to be so incredibly corrupt that I just maintain power. Um I mean as as the gov, <laughs> that's kind of like a, a, a press a, a prerequisite though to becoming a politician in Chicago or Illinois in general. Yeah. You have to at least uh, you have to have embezzled money from at least one charitable organization. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the the city's kind of a mess. Yeah, I think like trying to keep up with like Chicago's politics and stuff just to like. What would I be getting myself into? And Shout out to Lori Lightfoot, fan of, friend of the show, Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be in the no, yeah, a corrupt mayor that does the pooping mandate, and some <laughs> journalist is like, "I've got a scoop. I've got a picture of the mayor pooping. He's pooping while we aren't pooping, and yeah. I'm gonna we're gonna break this story to the Gazette." And then he he just gets you know, <laughs> just murdered. Yeah, he gets murdered. He yeah. gets murdered, and he gets you know. He gets murdered and framed for pooping. <laughs> they just go full Kremlin on him and just shoot him in the yeah. middle of the street, just like a goddamn Russian journalist, yeah. which has one of the lowest life expectancy rates of uh, professional. Journalism. Oh, to be a, a Russian journalist, to be a Russian journalist. Yeah, dude, you uh, you got a degree in that's what you did, right? Was no, journalism? no. I oh. took a journalism class. Oh, I thought like you I, were doing journalism for something. I don't know why, but I'm English and. I didn't finish the professional writing minor, 
but the only thing I didn't do is the internship. So mm-hmm. I have all the skills, just not in practice because there was a pandemic and there were yeah. no internships. But I mean, that's probably, I think the two biggest tragedies of the COVID-19 pandemic is one, the pausing of my budding comedy career, and two, the fact that you couldn't get a good internship. Well, I couldn't get a internship, <laughs> not a good inter- I just couldn't find any internships. Well, as someone who had two different internships, uh, this is and when this is where I ended up. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I mean, I wasn't. It didn't break my heart or anything, but I just remember for like two months looking for something having to do with writing. Mm-hmm. And just like going up to, you know, walking to Carl's Jr. It's like, I can write your menu. I can copy edit the menu. What What if I, what if I, what if I punched up the sauce packet, nutritional information? What, what if, what, could you, could you put that, could you log my hours if I did that? <laughs> I, I, or you could like take over, like you could take over Wendy's uh, Twitter account. Their social media. Oh, the Wendy's. And oh, God. Or just be just or just not just Wendy's, but I think they were the first to kind of start doing it. Just being a snarky asshole on social media, or like really self-aware. Yeah, like the memification of advertising, which is bad. I mean, you're gonna be there's gonna be like, I mean, they're already doing it. I mean, that Burger King commercial there was like five or six years ago where they're it was it was. It was like a, a boomer referencing memes in a oh like eat spicy chicken like a boss, and it was bad. And then they they were referencing just memes from like ten years ago. Yeah, I think commercials are bad. Like I don't know who writes. Like any time, it's like eight like eighty five percent of commercials that try to be funny are not funny. No, I they're mean, just never. And it's like. But the ones that are funny, they're clearly, they just like, they don't start with trying to tie the ad into the joke. They start with a joke and then it's funny because it's like, there's, t- those are two very opposite things oh, of yeah. like trying to make, you know, trying to make an actual like joke or observation about something and then trying to sell something to someone. Mm-hmm. Those have completely different intentions. Mm-hmm. So they never mix well, mm-hmm. which is why the Super Bowl, they just go for being funny yeah. and just like lightly throw in, you know. A reference to the thing instead yeah. of like trying to get in some sort of pitch at the same time yeah it's like when a comic tells a joke and they're trying to like kind of virtue signal and be a good person at the same time it's a similar feeling of I, like trying to like sell sell something at the same time because they're trying to sell themselves i've, I've never seen that <laughs> i've never ever seen that benton i don't know what you're talking about um i'm an ally okay okay all, all right. right am i am i am i act demonstrates that okay okay I'm all a, right i'm an ally benton i'm racking my brain for bits you have that are problematic and i can't i none of them are coming to mind no they're not super problematic i don't really have a lot of problematic bits um i mean there was one time like i tried to, this is like when i was first starting out and i just i don't know i read somewhere probably poorly so read like to help write like think about things that make you mad or like annoy you which i mean you know i mean (laughs) when i was a kid my favorite when i was like when i first started listening to comedy one of my favorite comedians was lewis black so like i did kind of subscribe to like okay you can make being angry funny it's possible 
I, it's not my thing, but like if I, you look like Louis Black, yes, yeah, like you just have the <laughs> yeah, because it, it's they look funny, like Bill Burr and Louis Black look funny. When yeah, they're mad. yeah, they do exactly, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't, it nothing. I don't look funny when I'm mad. I just look, and I don't mean this like badass. I just mean dangerous, like yeah, <laughs> and not like oh he's he's dangerous. I mean like fuck. I wonder what he's has in his pockets. Dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder, man. I wonder if he's got that AR-15 in yeah, his trunk. Exactly. That's. I kind of have that look of. Yeah. I mean, if you if you didn't know me at all, and then you said like, yeah, he was he was at the Unite the Right. Like, oh yeah, okay, that that, <laughs> that, that, that makes sense. I, I could see that. And then I start talking to like they know it. They know it. They know it. They know it. Ah. <sighs> You were in that picture, right? With the tiki torches? No, I was not. <laughs> sorry. I was not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Benton was not at the Unite the Right rally. I was, uh, I was, yeah. I was he got not, lost. I was at, um, I, I can't even come up with a riff for that. I'm just we're, we're so, riffing. So, we're, so offended. So riff offended rapping. We're making that. the sillies about racism. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever tried to. Trying to think about the darkest joke, darkest bit I've ever tried to sell. I once, do you remember that news story? This is a bit I had a long time ago, and I gave up on it because I I had a le- I had a weekend at laughs where I kept using it, and it was just like <laughs> the audience was just so turned off. Not by liking it. it. Yeah, it, which is not good for the, the just. I I like to avoid anything dark in a hosting set because it just yeah it's such a big risk for the show. Yeah, because you're trying to get energy started, so mm-hmm. you're, you you want to go your quickest punchlines and your mm-hmm. lightest, yeah, whatever. Yeah, some people can pull it off. Like uh, I, Chris John, he's a really great host. Uh, he's a SF comic uh, mm-hmm. that I've seen. I saw I saw him do a weekend at Sack Punch. Uh, I saw him do two shows. And he's very dark, but he 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 also he did a really good job host like opening the show too. Um, but I had some joke about. Uh, do you remember that it was in Colombia, or maybe I'm just being South just, America? We'll start. We'll start vague, we'll and then go down the ladder of abstraction. We'll start in South America, uh, and it was about that. They they they're coming out with a documentary about it too, which is why I was reminded of this. But it's about the that soccer team of kids that got stuck in the cave. Oh yeah, wait the soccer team like that there were that was Thailand. In Thailand, yes. Okay. In Thailand, that group of kids that got stuck in the cave. <laughs> and then Elon Musk wanted to help. They said no, and then he called them a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, he called. Yeah, he called the he called the search and rescue guy a pedophile. Yeah, it's like why would he? Why would this like grown man want to go be in a cave with a bunch of kids? Like, <laughs> what? Yep, this is the guy that's taking us off the planet. <laughs> yeah, this is. I mean. I did see a pretty funny tweet actually about that where I mean this is when people were still standing for for Bezos all the not, sorry um Musk at least more so it was like do you want Lex Luthor this is how you get Lex Luthor like you just have a billionaire yeah. scorned like and I it is kind of true yeah I'm worried without Grimes he's going to be a little more <laughs> cuz Grimes seemed to try and reel him in cuz they broke up and uh I think she she was maybe I don't know she was maybe just, my favorite thing is that tweet that tweet where 
he's like pronouns are dumb and then grimes tweeted after him like please turn on your phone or call please turn off your phone or call me you need to come home you're scaring me and it's like this these are millionaires these are people we've given these are people that society has said you are valuable you get more money than so many of us you get to control (laughs) the world yeah but yeah, the Elon. It wasn't about the submarine because he made a submarine to try and go in, yeah, like and a then mini it didn't. Sub. It didn't work or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the joke was like a Navy SEAL died. Like you know, they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to get these kids out. A Navy SEAL died trying to rescue them. So you know, the one thought on my mind is these kids better be good at soccer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. It's a good joke, but it's it 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 just. <laughs> It would just throw people off. Were they still like in the cave at that point, or? Uh, I think I was telling that joke while they were in the cave. <laughs> Which, again, again, it's still funny. Like, I mean, look, I mean, I I was tracking. I was like, all right, if they die in the cave, you stop telling the joke. If they make it out, maybe you add it to your fifteen. <laughs> maybe yeah. you add it. Yeah. And uh, even after they made it out, it just wasn't. It's just it didn't fit. It okay. didn't fit in. It wasn't, and the joke itself didn't have a lot of tags or places to go after that. So I was, it's one of those bits where it's like, it's a funny idea, but it doesn't really have a lot of jumping off points. Yeah. Or I can't, I tried writing it out so many times, like to find the next joke, uh, mm-hmm. like on that that pattern of that idea, and I just couldn't hit anything. So I, I kind of just gave up on it. But that's, I, that's probably the darkest I've ever gone. And that's not even that dark. No, it's not that bad. No, no, it's really not that bad. No. No. I mean, you could have been... I think if you want to go really dark, you should just become like a an R. Kelly apologist from the rest of your... <laughs> just, like, can you believe what they did to this American treasure? This American man. He couldn't find a bathroom. He couldn't find a bathroom, and we're going to blame him for relieving himself? So what? There was a girl standing there. She's an adult. She could move. That's, I mean, that's a Boondocks episode. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that a, is. that's that's just like, uh, man, that's a Boondocks episode. Of, that was a really, I like that show. That she could, she could have moved. She could have moved. She's an adult. If uh, if, you don't, if exactly. you don't want to get peed on, you don't let yourself get peed on. It's Damn. not that hard. <laughs> oh shit, for real? That was the exact line. It was something like to that. that effect. Okay. Yeah, because okay. they they did a R. Kelly episode. Oh yeah, I mean, if there's anything that really describes my act and uh this podcast it's it's uh, ripping off the boondocks <laughs> yep <laughs> that's kind of what it is that's that's kind of what it is i consider myself a riley freeman okay oh i will not comment on that <laughs> I, I i just mean in spirit not in, not gotcha uh, not like n-word count oh okay <laughs> okay i consider myself uh uh one it's just one of the white extras in the show one of the white extras i'm the wife of like the uncle tom character that's who you are was he married was the uncle yeah uncle the guy Martin? that was voiced by cedric garber or whatever like uh reno 911 guy um hey you know he has very like it's a uncle tom character oh i was confusing it with uncle ruckus the oh no i'm i can't i was like that guy wasn't married in the yeah. show. <laughs> no, i'm married i can't no it don't don't yep there's no you can't there's, there's no way to do an impression of uncle ruckus even like censored and still like not be incredibly offensive <laughs> yeah it's yeah for stat for the stab episode i was just on i did a lot of southern accents mm-hmm. and in retrospect i was like 
really you can a southern accent is really you can kind of throw it both way i mean no there is like a black scent and i didn't do that but there are some people that like they'll do characters on stage. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, you're skirting the you're skirting the line there. Skirting the line a little bit, yeah. Or like, why is that your word? Why is that your accent? When it's just like, and there was this crazy person there. Yeah, what's going on, man? Like, whoa. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, I don't. I mean, if you're doing a bit, I don't care. But if you're, <laughs> my the weirdest thing was like the when I first started comedy is like watching open like going to open mics and like talking to a guy. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, my name's, I'll make up a name. My name's, uh, my name's Amadeus. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name's Amadeus. Yeah, I've been doing this for about a year. And then they go on stage and they're like, what the fuck is up with weed? And it's like, that's not how you talk. <laughs> man, what the fuck, man? Weed yeah. is whack. Yeah, like white comics that have black sense are so confusing. Very confusing. They, they only do it on stage. If they talk like that all the time. I would still be weirded out, but I wouldn't be like. It's genuine, at least. Yeah, it's like Aqua. It's like Aquafina. Like, uh, does she speak like not like that? Another time, she recently acknowledged it. Hello, my name been, is Aquafina, and I'm here to be in rich Asians. I don't. <laughs> I'm here to be. My name is Aquafina, and I'm here to be a rich Asian woman. Uh, <laughs> rich Asian woman. Hello. No, Aquafina. Like, I don't. I personally don't. It, it's yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw my opinion in there. But I saw something recently about like she does do she's like done the Nora from Queens thing and she's like from she like grew up in Queens. Okay. So she and she's like kind of built her stuff on like a rap persona on her Mm -hmm. YouTube channel. And I know there's like a discourse on like, you know, people are calling out for having a like a black scent in like every film role she has. But then like when in interviews, like it's just it's not there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know. I have no opinion on it, but uh, the I don't. I saw something about she acknowledged it and was gonna talk or have a meeting. Whatever people do when they get called out on stuff, meet with their publicist. Meet the meet with their publicist. Figure out what's wrong. Yeah, you know. Yeah, don't apologize. Don't apologize until you know one of their record deals or movie deals is at stake. And yeah. then once money starts getting lost, then you can apologize. Yeah, and it's, I, I want to say for the show. Before I think we're gonna start wrapping up, I think this show will never apologize. Okay. This show will never will never bend the knee. We will always be there to make tasteless jokes about Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. <laughs> in support of that American treasure. Jeffrey Old Jeffy boy. In support well, he's not a, he's not alive anymore. So he's not America's I mean, you never know. Uh I'm kidding. I, I'm not I have a feeling. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, that'd be like he's alive. Yeah, well, Ghislaine's still alive. Well, I mean, yeah, she's still alive and still... That's actually surprising she's still alive. Not really. She's probably not... I don't know. I thought it would look too... If both of them died... I mean, the whole thing is like the the cop the the first guy that took a shot at Epstein was like an ex an ex cop that had like murdered four people oh, Jesus. and they found a cell phone on him and then like he just didn't get the job done or like a guard mm-hmm. came at the right time and then he like ran like they, they, he, he got transferred and it's like all right that looks suspicious yeah that's a we that's that looks very suspicious mm-hmm. and now but a lot of people don't know that. Uh, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't check. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are still asleep. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, the whole thing is very suspicious. Uh, Incredibly suspicious. So I think Ghislaine dying would maybe push like the general consensus. I mean, mm-hmm. no one believes. <laughs> no, no one believes it. But yeah, no one uh, unless you're like you know kind of like a center neoliberal like democrat Mm -hmm. that's like 60 years old yeah you're like well i i believe that that horrible man committed suicide because he believed guilt for his crimes those are the only people that believe made me play made me pay for my ticket yeah (laughs) bastard i'm glad he's dead i mean what a bad man what a what an awful what an awful man glad he's dead nothing suspicious not at all but uh, it's it's cool that i mean it's a little it's a little freaky that it got turned into a meme and that just like mm-hmm. the zeitgeist decided like, oh no, this is funny instead. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, oh, this is kind of terrifying. Yeah. And looking into. Yeah. It's basically just become fodder for jokes on hacky podcasts. Yeah. That's the type of, cause people, you know, people used to complain about like, well, if you make, you know, if you make light of Trump, then, you know, you're, you're not addressing the seriousness of it. But like, the all the humor around Jeffrey Epstein, like not like you know, not like actual bits about it, but like I mean, Seth trafficking, hilarious, but <laughs> but like the the Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, like mm-hmm. that the meme of it that scares me because yeah. it's like oh th- we found a it's kind of like us admitting like yep we know it but we don't mm-hmm. care because mm-hmm. it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, but it's not even that angle. It's just like the powerlessness of it. It's like a more of like a, a nihilism. Yeah, which is kind of, I don't know. Give it up for nihilism. What a, what a great way to end your podcast. Hey, Spencer. Um, <laughs> yeah, is there something else on that card we can close with? Yeah, let's close. <laughs> I think we did a through the card. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm that secure in my podcast. Okay, no, I mean, do you? uh, I think this is fuck it. We're wrapping it up. Yeah, I know you're a private person, but do you want to plug anything? Oh yeah, I'll plug. I'll plug some stuff. Uh, I mean, you can find me at Bad Boy Benton on. Instagram. I've been posting more shows and stuff. Uh, as far as shows that I'm on this month, uh, I will be closing out the the Stand Up 101 graduation on October 7th at the Comedy Spot. I believe that's at seven or eight. Uh, so I'll be I'll come watch, you know, come watch people do their first five minutes, and then watch me do you know do fifteen. And uh, then uh, on the 23rd, I'm at the Moving Van show. Uh, that I don't know where that's going to be. Uh, <laughs> that's like half of the thing, right? Yeah, you have to find out the location. Uh, the 21st, I'm at bar something something. I'm at, I don't, I forgot that. Benton Harshaw, professional promoter. Professional promoter. Uh, oh, I'm Jesus. Punch, I'm at Punchline on the 27th. I'm going to be at hosting a weekend at laughs unlimited Hell on yeah. the 29th to the 30th right before halloween nice and that's all i can remember so that's all we will i i need to keep yeah that's about it i think there's only one other but yeah come out to those uh i don't do anything else besides that um if you want to you know if you want to you know if if you're looking for book recommendations, or if you want a book, I'm looking to give away a lot of my books. 
Shit, son. So hit me up on Bad Boy Benton and it, just describe what you like and I'll pick something out. I have 300 books I'm looking to get rid of. Yeah. For the record, describe what you like in a book. Don't sexually harass Benton, please. My, yes. My listeners are kind of degenerates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Looking at you. <laughs> Looking at you, Theo. I know, right? It's what we do. That's my Louisiana accent, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you want a, if you want a book uh, for free. Uh, and you're in the sack area uh, just tell me what you like and I'll grab some I'll grab a recommendation because I'm looking to I'm looking that's too many books to do to bring when I move somewhere so I'm looking to get rid of all of them except for maybe like 20 too so, many books yeah too many goddamn books people all right uh let me do plug myself hey so you listening you're pretty cool but you should totally go to the YouTube check out the YouTube subscribe to the YouTube um the tangents podcast check it out a bunch of clips uh if you really love the show which we all know you do if you really love the show and you're like fuck man i have to i have to i need to become invested in this product i need to invest in this because this is such a quality show that i need to just be a part of it patreon.com slash the tangents pod Go there. For as little as $2 a month, you can keep me from killing myself by <laughs> sending me uh, $2. And that's, I mean, literally, you got to think about it. That $2, Patreon's taking their cut with taxes. I'm making like a buck fifteen. That's how little it takes to keep me off the edge, okay? I'm not saying it would be your fault if I did kill myself, but you know what? It's your fault that I'm not if you're on the Patreon, Okay.